I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Three hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. We have two other hunks on the line, one of which is Mr. Donnie Swink. Swinky. Good evening, boys. Good evening, sir. How are things in the Swink household? Well, we're doing all right. We're good. Uh, bedtime routine's been a little tough lately for uh, the youngin. She's, she's liking going to sleep less and less these days, so it's, you know, uh, Mommy and daddy aren't getting much sleep either, but uh, uh, we're surviving. You got to take her fishing and tire her out a little bit. You got to do All something. Right. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but that might right, be here the you answer. Go, Donnie. You're going to miss these days. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I'm no, not those, sure I those ones, that. those ones I do not miss. Uh-uh. Nope, I, might not miss the, I might miss the days, but I won't miss the nights. I can right. tell you that. Right. So we also have on the line tonight, Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, gentlemen. Glad to be here tonight. Looking forward to this one. Everything good in the Seaman household? You guys all everything's, settled? Everything's good, man. Um, everyone's ready for the summer. Like, you know, we got a little taste of the warm weather there, and my kids are just clawing to get out of the house. So hopefully we're going to get some nice weather here in the next week or so and be up be up the lake yeah speaking of that's going to be our next episode a little recap from hunks spring invitational so that went very well but but tonight we have three special guests on the line this is going to be kind of like us we're going to circle back around with these guys and get maybe a little bit of a recap from last year and uh, talk about what's going on here in 2023 and we have on the phone tonight, we're just going to say, we'll, we'll say a portion of the Bang and Bottom crew. So we bottom have bouncers. the Bottom Bouncers. <laughs> the the so- Bottom Bouncing crew. Soggy Bottom <laughs> Boys. Soggy Bottom Boys. <laughs> we, got the, we got the Bottom Bouncers on tonight. And again, not everybody's here, but we're going we're gonna to start with Mr. Doug Benasco. The, How's it going, guys? Cap. One of the one of the captains. What's going on, man? Not too much. How you guys been? You know, we're doing good. Doing good, man. Glad to have you guys back. We've been looking forward to having you guys back on since since the last time we had everybody on. Glad to be back. So we also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Jesse Barnhart. Howdy. What's up, buddy? How are things? <laughs> how, how are things your way? Oh, great! Living a dream. Working. Fishing, playing, no kids, new truck. <laughs> Dude, All fun is, stuff. And a great that is the dream. you could ask for. That, that's is, that sounds pretty good. I can't lie. Yeah. No complaints here at all. The weekend weather really been bumming me out, but oh yeah. that's how it goes. You work all week in great weather and then come Friday, cold front, rain, wind. Why yeah. is it always like that, dude? Dude, it's like that every spring. It's terrible, especially up north. Terrible. Can't even buy it. This a weekend, nice no different. Rain, more rain. Sucks. Yeah. Well, Can't we. Catch them on the couch, right? No. 
No, you can if you have PlayStation, apparently. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we also have on the phone tonight our president. We, we, we need to add some the the presidential music, you know, whatever the inauguration <laughs> music is. I don't know if that's going to happen because Tom doesn't edit these things anymore. So I'll do it. I'll put it in there. Our He's too busy making trout penises. Trout worms. Yeah. Uh, our, our, I, I would like the tune to be Girls, Girls, Girls by Natalie Cruz. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tune there. We can do that too, Joel. All right, we throw also, that in there. We also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Joel Morrow. That's our president right there. Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Chapter Welcome. 16, Presidente. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, buddy. Be- Extraordinaire. Glad to be here. So I want to I want to give a quick shout out though because we got some we got some banging bottom bottom bouncers that aren't here tonight. So I want to send a little shout out to Mr. Dave Rankin. Saw he got a nice fish today. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. And we also miss. I'm going to send another shout out to Mark Smith as well. We can there's like Luffy. We can Luffy. do Luffy. Give a yeah, shout out Luff to Luffy man. too. Also Adam, we have Adam Listapad. Adam Listapad. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh yeah, that's right. Has he started the his uh, casting trips yet? Uh, I I don't think he's getting a lot of interest on the food. He has a few booked, but I don't. I think they're a little bit later, like in May. Yeah, but he's definitely a lot of interest right after the Musky Max. So I was getting a lot of messages, a lot of people asking about it. But you know, they may be good. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that'll start. I mean, for our listeners. You know, we haven't gotten there yet, but what we're talking about is since the last time these guys were on, uh, they've added another another guide, and that's Adam Listopad, who personally I've never met. A lot of you guys have, have met him, but I've never had the pleasure of meeting him, but he's apparently a, a quite a stick and uh, a, you know really knows knows the waters that you guys fish, and he's going to be running casting trips uh, under the, the Banging Bottom banner. That's right. So that's you're into that's, casting, and that's your guy. I promise on that lake. There's not many that do it better than him that I know of, at least. I will I say, ask anybody, he'd be the guy. Adam has helped me tremendously. You know, like years back, like when I was first starting out, like just fishing from shore and stuff. Like Adam, really. I mean, it's fun to watch him fish. He's very mechanical, like just really knows the fishery and just knows what he's doing so that's exciting for you guys man so you guys have had him up camp yeah yep. and he survived yeah, he's huh? is that like he's part of the nice initiation guy. he didn't he just stayed for a few hours i'm sure he'll get it though so uh what so tell us a little bit about last year. Like, let's do a little recap. Like, how how was uh, how was the year last year? How'd you guys do on on the water? Well, yeah, don't we, everybody yeah. jump up, jump in <laughs> yeah. here. Well, I didn't know who was pointing the question at, but uh, yeah, numbers were pretty we didn't much. Catch any. Yeah, numbers are pretty much the same as the year before. Uh, real close, anyway. We ended up the same way. We were 100 percent again as far as guiding trips. Of course, like anybody, we take our skunks, but luckily, you know, I told you before, but we do the guiding trips 
where we feel is the best time of the year. And uh, I almost thought that we'd do it, Tanya. I might do 30, low 30 trips a year, somewhere around there. But uh, like I said, we ended up 100%. So that part of it was great. There were some tough days and some great days. But all in all, it was, it was a great year. Can't complain. So when you say you when you say that you were one hundred percent, like if you get a skunk, you mean that like you took the, you get the client back out there and make sure that they get a fish well, on another that, day, or I, you I just did, didn't you didn't have any skunks this year? I didn't have any skunks. This oh, guy, that's awesome. For that's awesome. two years, two years in a row, it's been pretty good. The year before, three years ago, I had two skunks and I took both people back out and caught fish, but. Uh, yeah, last, I remember you saying that on the last podcast that that was kind of one of your things. Like, if someone didn't get one, and and that's not like a promise to people. I mean, because you never yeah. you never know. I mean, this this we gotta yeah. make that clear. Yeah, yeah. But, we, you know, if we have the time, and you know, we're gonna be out, then we'll get the person back out. You know, we do try. I did it last year. We hope we don't have to. Yeah, Jesse did it last year. I think he only got skunked one time. He took the guy back out and they got a fish. He has a good story about that, but I'll. I'll let him go now. I think I saw Jesse out on the water last week. You're you're the your boat is team steady ripping on it, right? No, that's Mark's. That was my okay. My, that was my very first boat. And All I, right. So I I Mark remember I remember your name. It. I remember your name being connected with that that boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that actually, I'm like, glad I didn't yell at it because I'm like, wait a second. I think I think that's him, but I don't want to go making an ass of myself. So I'm just gonna shut my trap. Yeah, no, that's Mark Smith. He, uh, that was our original fishing team, which I'm still, we're still alive and strong. Okay, cool. You, yeah. you run the, uh, the Stratus still, right, Jesse? Right, yeah. Right. It's like a 19 foot Stratus. All right, so Jesse, how did, uh, how did your season go last year? Do you have any stories for us? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great season. It was, uh, a lot of big fish caught for sure. You know, there was tons of solid fish this year. And uh, actually going back to, you know, getting skunked, I did get skunked this year one time. And the couple guys that I had out with me were like great guys. And uh, I just kind of felt so bad that, I, you know, we didn't get a fish, but I had a opening like a couple weeks later and I actually was able to I called them and see if they wanted to come back out again try to redeem themselves and we did <clears throat> it was maybe two weeks later or something like that but uh, yeah they were they were great again on the boat they were patient as hell and then uh you know finally it happened we got them some fish and you know they were super excited and <clears throat> the one brother uh I found out just like like a week ago, his brother messaged me and told me that his brother had passed away in January, and he was just uh, thanking me for the you know great memories that his brother you know he loved it. He caught his first muskie and his last fish of his life with me, so uh, he just messaged me to say thank you, and it just goes to show that you know what I mean. Doing what we do at uh, at times can make a difference for people. You know, feels good. Yeah, that's that's a really awesome story. You know, it's sad, but yeah, it is. I but he, he obviously you know he had it when he was with me, but we never you know spoke about that. I had no idea. You know, he didn't. In my opinion, I didn't. You know, I would have never known in a million years. And just yeah. So you know, they were. Uh, hopefully, he comes back this year. You know, 
gives me a call and wants to go back out, you know, I'd be glad to take him back. I'm sure he will. I mean, that's the type of customer service that, I mean, brings people back. You know, that's exactly what you're looking for in a guide is, you know, hey, that someone that goes above and beyond and will go take that extra step. And I mean, look at the difference that you make. You know, I I mean, it's, it's crazy. Exactly. You know, I'm not out there to, obviously you get money for it, but you know, that's not my main objective. My main objective, whether it's their main objective or not, that people on the boat, my main objective is to not get skunked. Now, now how do you, all the time. How do you guys do the booking? Like, Jesse, do do people call you directly or do they call Doug and or Doug, are you like the main guy and, and like it gets distributed that way or how do things work? Without, well, I, I mean, get, I'm not asking, I'm not asking get, for like, de- you know, no, proprietary details no, of your no, business no, structure, no. but like. No, I basically do everything through Facebook. He does okay. everything through Instagram. I don't associate with Banging Bottoms on Instagram. He does. I do everything on Facebook. So. I get the majority of my trips. He gets plenty through Instagram. So it's like, you know, I always do give the people the option, you know, because people may think that they are talking to Doug, you know, when they message me. And I even give them the option, you know, do you want to be with Doug? If you want to be with Doug, that's perfectly fine with me. It's all the same in the end, you know. But, you know, I haven't had anybody, you know, be mad that they weren't with Doug, you know what I'm saying? So... I basically book my trips through Facebook and people I know he books his through Instagram and people he knows. And, you know, there's times we're both on the boat with the people. So it's great. Ryan's experienced that. Okay. So there are times where you guys will both like hop in the boat together. Oh yeah. Like if he, I'll go out on his boat, if he needs a hand on his boat for the day, whatever, vice versa. We have plenty of options out there. So it's nice to fish with each other too, you know, because once the season starts rolling, we don't get to fish with each other much. That's why this time of year, it's nice. We get to go out and go walleye fishing all the time, crappy fishing together. It's a little yeah. more, it's a little more relaxing than the worrying about now, catching. Are you guys fishing mainly walleye right now? Yeah. That's what I mean. When I was saying earlier about the weekend weather, I want to go crappy fishing so bad, but it's just like every Saturday, it's a cold front. I'm not going to waste my time. I'd rather just walleyes would rather eat in that shit than crappy. So, in my opinion. So, I'm not going to go sit there with a barber in the rain, but I'll put my bimney up in my sides and go trolling. <laughs> you know. That's, that's I've fished in some pretty crappy stuff for the, uh, for the walleyes. And some rough nighttime fish. I've had some... Me and Doug had a few brutal days out there at night. Night just makes it all worse. <laughs> how how many how how many night I mean when how often do you guys go out at night? Every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Doug still. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go out in the pouring down rain at night, but we have been out in some pretty bad wind. Two anchors out, can't hold anchor, just blowing across the island, just. But we've had some of our best nights in the worst weather, so it doesn't scare me when it comes to walleyes. So, Doug, you guys are out there walleye fishing right now, trying to fill the freezer for camp. Oh, yeah, we got her packed in there. Yeah, I've had some pretty good nights. I, I have a little advantage. I I drive up during the week sometimes. I suffer the next day at work, but I've had some of the, some of the best nights have been weeknights this year for me. I haven't been up a ton. 
But uh, I was actually counting the other day. I think I got 28 walleye. I think I was out like six times. So I've had some really good nights, but I've had some crappy ones too. <laughs> Holy cow. So, so you'll do that on a weeknight and then go back and work? Yeah, but I'll try. Yeah, Like I said, it's about an hour and uh, maybe an hour and 10 minutes to the launch. So I'll leave my house around six. And then I'll fish till 10.30, 10.45, something like that, depending on fishing, and then I'll head home, clean some fish, and go to bed. <laughs> that's uh, that's like the dream right there, except for getting up for work. It. Yeah, no. that, that doesn't sound like the dream to me. That sounds like a really rough next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But ask Jesse. We, got a, we already got a freezer full of walleye, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're pretty much on our way. We get get some crappy in there and a few more because that's our that's the thing i tell everyone they're like oh aren't you anxious to get out musky fishing of course i'm always anxious to get out but this is our time of year as far as we fill the freezer because once we start musky it's nothing but musky so we do this maybe a couple one or two small uh, small mouth trips a year and that's about it you know, once and is start- that what is that what you guys eat up camp all all through the year nah we we now oh, we we eat like kings up there, <laughs> but we do eat, <laughs> yes, we do eat walleye and crappie and depending on what people want, but we eat a lot of lamb, uh, we eat a lot of steaks, we eat burgers, smash burgers, we we just put took a pizza oven up there, so now we're going to- Oh, be- did you? Oh, man, that's my next thing at the, that's my next thing at my cabin is well, getting had, a pizza oven. Yeah, Which I one did my, you get? I had the black, I got that Blackstone one. I, the new I, Blackstone I, one. I've had it for about eight years and never used it. Well, no, 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 wait. The, the Blackstone just came out with a new pizza. A new one. Yeah, mine's the big dome shape. It's not too much different than that, but mine actually has the stand and everything. That one, I okay. think, you sit it on a table. But, yeah, it has a spinning tray, and they say, like, three, four minutes. You go that way a little bit, Jesse. The other way. There it is. Somewhere right oh, there. Yeah. That thing's 11 years old? No, eight. It's like eight years old, but oh, I never eight years it. old. I never Holy used it. Holy cow! It's brand new. <laughs> that looks awesome, dude. That's like exactly what I what I want. I because I already have the flat top, Blackstone. I I want yeah. a pizza grill. Uh, pizza, dude. I am. I just I'm took jealous. it last weekend, so when, we, haven't, we haven't used it yet. But we're gonna. Uh, that's gonna be another part of our. That's one thing when people. I mean, I'm sure Ryan will tell you. We have seafood boils. We have. We eat. You know, oh, yeah. If it's somebody we know, they come up, they stay the night. They get I make up. my own pizza dough recipe, so I may trade pizza dough recipes <laughs> for some for some uh, fishing fishing tips on uh, hey. no, wherever you guys fish. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are more than welcome to come up. I told we told Ryan before, you know, you guys can come up. I tell you what, you'll remember it. I, I guarantee you that. You might not remember. Might it. not remember I'll it, remember but we'll remember it. We're <laughs> parts of it. Something tells I, me you I, won't I have, remember I'm, much. I'm 100%. I'm 100% in for that because, uh, you know, I fished Pyme really for the first time last week and it was not that it was actually a pretty easy drive from my cabin. Uh, you know, it was probably, it was maybe 50 minutes an hour, but it was kind of all back roads. And, you know, when uh, I didn't, didn't bug me one bit. So I'd be, I'd love to come over and fish once I one, one evening, even just to, you know, come out, shoot the shit and learn, I'd love to learn from you boys. You'll learn a lot after we get off the lake. <laughs> yeah, life experience. That's why I always tell everyone, every, 
when they want to do something like that, you know, it's mainly Jesse's camp, but it's like a family thing for us. But may, you know, like once June hits, a lot of times we get kind of busy with trips because that's that's kind of our main focus, June through August. But like May time, September time, whatever. I mean, guys, you even if you plan something ahead of time, we'll guys can come up, stay, fish. Fish with us, fish out of your own boats, whatever you want to do, but you can party with us. We gotta be able to sing. You have to be able to sing karaoke. <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna jump over to Joel on this one because number one, I want to ask you how your year went last year. And then I want to talk about the karaoke. So give us some insight into that. Well, I think <clears throat> the fishing overall I thought was, you know, pretty good. Uh like Doug said, not I thought it was a little bit down from the year before. But uh, one thing, we didn't lose that many fish last year. You know, uh, it seemed like the year before, man, we lost a lot of fish. Uh, you know, I don't, it wasn't half, but it, it was a bigger number than I like to admit. I bet uh, we lost over 50. Oh, yeah. Oh, over 50 fish got off last year. Well, I'm saying the year before was horrible. I mean, we lost. That's what I mean. No, I'm not last year. By last year, I mean yeah, I, you're, yeah, two years. Yeah, I mean we not lost last late season. Ton of fish. Uh, but other than that, uh, pretty solid. Uh, there was a lot of decent fish. You know, forty that forty four to forty six range was is coming on pretty strong. Uh, and still, plenty of fives are built boy up there. Yeah. Plenty of uh, smaller fish coming up through the system, and there's still some big ones. So everything looks good to me. Uh, as far as the karaoke now, um, <laughs> <laughs> now we're cooking. I almost yeah. spit my drink out. <laughs> Everybody has to sing. You you may as well start practicing now, fellas. Uh, it'll just be easier on you when you get there. I mean, this is a serious question. I mean, if I choose like. Warren G regulate. Am I allowed to rap and not sing? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm one. Doug is our rapper. I'm down 100%. Yeah. I mean, Warren G regulate. Come on. That's like our. Oh, our I can anthem. get. Oh, oh, believe I mean, me. I can, I can, I can get a little, we can get a little B side shit going. I mean, we, like, you know, it doesn't have to be as, as like mainstream as, as Warren G regulate. Like, I'm, if, I'm depending on what your, and... depending on what your setup is. We could get a little, uh, a little crazy. I know well, we got a setup. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just come ready that. to perform. That's all. All right, I'm gonna start practicing. I'm gonna be like Napoleon yep. Dynamite. You know, practicing in my room. My wife's gonna, when I come out to get Gatorade. My wife's gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Can we can we talk Nothing. about can we talk about what happened at Musky Max <laughs> on on Friday night? Are we allowed to touch yeah, on that? Oh yeah. Because here's the deal, like we showed up, we came over to the hotel you guys were at, and we missed that that initial. Just just tell me what happened. So you guys came. I heard I heard there was some karaoke involved in the <laughs> lobby of the hotel. Well, that yeah. was Saturday night. That was Saturday. Yeah, I thought night. that okay. was Saturday. Saturday yeah. night. You're talking about the March. Yeah, yeah the March. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely Saturday night. Yeah. So anyhow. After the musky mat, after it was over that day, uh, we decided, you know, we were ready to cut loose. I mean, uh, 
we wrangled up a few outsiders and uh, <laughs> we went back to the room and we started the festivities. I mean, karaoke in the room. And, you know, after about, I don't know, probably four songs, we were ready to take the show on the road. <laughs> so that is exactly what we did. So, okay. So hold on a second. We got to, I got to get kind of get the mental picture here in that. Mm-hmm. So you, do you bring with you your own karaoke equipment? Oh yeah. We got a ball. Oh, okay. Never leaves home without it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, I mean, is this like a, 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 a one, you know, a, an all-in-one deal or do you have like a dj setup where like you have like a laptop where you start spinning shit and and uh you know you're you're looks like it's on wheels there yeah you're hooking up speaker systems and shit it's a big speaker on wheels two i think it takes two microphones he jesse was just showing in a picture but where do we where do we get to uh where where do we get the lyrics to our song it shows all the lights oh jesse usually puts them on his phone but Spotify gives you the lyrics to every song, any song you want. It'll show you the lyrics. Oh, gotcha. You can think of, and you can. And plus, if you need the words, you get the lyrics play too. Okay. I don't sing unless I know every word, though. I'm not. I can't read lyrics. I can sing like, like, I. Some people say you like a voice of an angel. Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> I believe I that. Voice of an angel, I've heard. I've, Songbird I've heard, of your generation. I've heard <laughs> Jesse. I've heard Jesse sing a mean Chris Stapleton. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. I'm working on a new one. You, you'll hear. All right. I love so, it. Joel, pick us back up. So you guys exit the room and you start making your way down towards the lobby. You take it on tour. Yeah, we're we're on the road now, and uh, I don't know how many. I was probably the the most afraid I was that weekend was everybody got in the elevator at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it was jam packed, but it held up. So <laughs> no uh, worse for wear. Yeah, like on the rock on the way down, or at some point there, I was like everybody's going to be in the lobby. I was like, we need to come in, you know, strong. So we decided. Like make an entrance of sorts? Yeah, to make make an entrance, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So (laughs) we got like halfway down the hall, and I told them, hit the lyrics, boys. (laughs) And uh, we come rolling into the lobby. I was on the mic. To what? ACDC back in black? No, no, no. Conway Twitty. Slow <laughs> hand. <laughs> Slow hand. Yep. And let's was... just say when we when we made the turn to come down the hall to the like main uh foray or foray, whatever you want to call it. Mind you, this was in the Hilton Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh as soon as we made the turn, everybody's eyes were on us. I mean, <laughs> I can't we, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All eyes on me. Right. We didn't know there was going to be about 50 people in the middle of in the lobby. <laughs> we, walked through there, we, we walked through to go up to the room. There was like six. We come around the corner. It was packed in there. With people. 
I was pulled. I was, I was real. Seconds and then the Hilton Hotel staff shut us down, and we said, "Okay, the party's <laughs> moving outside." <laughs> yep. So picture this. I come you, wheeling down the hallway, pulling the. I, I was wheeling the karaoke machine. Joel's on the mic, tearing it up. Yeah, he was tearing it up. And then we had to go outside. Then that lasted about three songs. We got kicked out of there. Go <laughs> we to the All Star Bar. Yeah. Now, well, the the lady said that she came out. And she said she had noise complaints from four people because we were out in the courtyard singing. And she said, the next step was, I'm going to have to call the police. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I said, can you imagine me going to jail for singing karaoke? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll be in my mugshot picture holding a damn microphone. <laughs> hey, Joel. Joel, yeah. I, I, you, I, you can take this to the bank. I will represent you pro bono <laughs> if that ever happened. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I didn't know. Okay. See, I'll probably, I'll Absolutely. Be you, if you ever get violated for your karaoke skills, it's on. It's, you, it's free, you, you. Next free, year they can't shut you down. You, you're good. Nope. He said I'd still be singing. They got our face in the lobby at the Double Tree. Oh yeah. <laughs> they have like facial recognition technology. Like they're not going to be allowed outside. back in. Yeah, yeah you guys. Probably- out in the courtyard no karaoke you guys got to make sure you stay at the same hotels we do next year well yeah, yeah no i i when i booked our hotel i thought it was the same one i mean they're right next to each other for god's mm-hmm. sakes but i i thought i thought it was the same one but apparently i'm wrong as i as i am want to be <laughs> well we we made our way over there and we talked to dale and leo and couple other people and then we got kicked out probably 15 minutes after we walked in the door so we didn't make it very long either over there but that's uh dude that's hilarious i've been meaning to ask you guys about what transpired there yeah go ahead the the funny part was okay the two girls that were working at the hotel that night all right that shut shut our show down uh basically we were at the we went over to the uh all-star bar because they had karaoke that night. Oh, and guess shit. Who- did you go over and shut it down? Like did we oh, like yeah. oh yeah, we shut it down, but the two girls <laughs> from the, the hotel come over, like to the karaoke over there. Yeah. And Doug goes over and is like, Well, <laughs> I guess you're okay with karaoke now. I guess the shoe's <laughs> on the other foot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> True story. This is amazing. We don't, we don't hate karaoke so much over here, do we, girls? Huh? You should have dedicated a song to her, Joel. Well, they did. Uh, she tell him. She this said, goes out to the two it. Karens from the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> she said, "You guys got to understand, we didn't care, but we we have to do that." Yeah, I mean, I understood, but they could have let us go a little bit longer. It wasn't like it was midnight. I mean, it was like. 7 30 in the evening you know i mean uh i think we had a little leeway there but yeah that's yeah. the majority of the tenants were probably in favor of continuing <laughs> oh yeah everybody wants to see you guys up there with the mic i got i got one more one more little tidbit to add from that week from the karaoke at the hotel the next morning we walked down to go like to 
to leave basically to go back to the musky max. And, uh, I walked on into the lobby and this girl yells my name and I'm like, I look over and I'm like, Oh, I know a girl I grew up with lived right down the road. And, uh, She's like, I was, was that your voice. You, I heard, was I that your voice your show I heard last night? night? Well, yeah. well, I thought I heard like the that. angelic, the, the angelic overtones of Joel Morrow singing Conway Twitty slow hand <laughs> <laughs> through the halls. But uh, she, here, she she works for uh, the Hilton, but I don't think she, she worked at that one or whatever. But she was down there with her uh, young daughter and her husband and. Uh, I told her, I said, yeah, I said, you missed it last night. I said, we were singing karaoke here. We had this place. This place was bouncing. <laughs> she started laughing and she's like, I heard all about it. <laughs> okay. I was like, well, that was us. You've been, you've been the talk of all the Hilton Garden Inns on the, on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, there, I heard that. Staff meetings about us. So. That's amazing. That's yeah. such a good story. So how how did Musky Max go for you guys? While we're on that topic, yeah. So so for the Bang and Bottom Boys, like like w- obviously it's a fun weekend for everybody, but it's also no one pays for a booth just to have fun. I mean, you guys are obviously there for a reason, and that's because hey, you got to get your name out there. You want people to you know book like do people come and book trips or do you do you mainly see it as like you give out a lot of cards and then that turns into trips throughout the year that don't necessarily you know materialize right then and there yeah i would say there's more of that i mean i think me and jesse both might have got two trips at the show something like that and then we've already both been contacted from people from the show and they usually tell you they've uh they got your card at the show. They talked to the show. I mean, we took some guys around. They wanted to see different lures that we use and things like that. We got a lot of good feedback. We were giving away some uh, pretty much spinner baits, big, you know, just musky baits and stuff to little kids. We got a lot of good feedback from that. I mean, the guys were well, – I got a couple messages on my phone and pictures with the kid holding the lure. And I mean – but yeah, I wouldn't say we get a ton right at the show. We get more afterwards at the show. Yeah. Yeah, we, that, we get asked to speak sense. every year at the show, but we haven't done that yet. And I think that kind of helps a little bit too. But yeah, why, we have fun. Why why do you think like why have you not done that? Uh I don't know if I'm the biggest I, I keep wanting to send Joel up there to speak, but then I worry about what he's gonna say. Yeah, you have to worry about what I'd say. I kind of think you just start singing slow hand. Yeah, I was, I'm I was a bit gonna, of a wild card. <laughs> well, I was gonna see see if I could put have Sean put him up there around nine ten o'clock in the morning, but I still don't know if that'd be early enough. So kind of just go with the flow. <laughs> well, I you know what? I we've talked about it in the past here on the on the hunks podcast that we have a lot of <clears throat> beginners that listen to us. And obviously when you guys, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I would assume a lot of your clients are beginners. Like they are, they're people that are going out there because they don't know anything about anything, you know? And we've talked about the hunks in, in some respect, kind of doing a, you know, 
some type of a very beginner seminar uh, on, you know, what to buy if you are a total beginner. And I was thinking to myself, you know, we said, who would do that type of a thing? And if it, if it was like narrate, if it, if it was like, um, if Joel was the, uh, the MC, if Joel was the, uh, I don't know, what's the, what's the term like like the, a mediator yeah yeah like the mediator. yeah like if joel was in charge and had like a couple people like you know like doug from banging bottom and you know maybe ryan from from the musky hunks on like what should a beginner if, if there's a beginner here at musky max where's the best place to to spend your money and have joel be the the moderator that's it the moderator of the forum and Hilar let just let hilarity ensue. Uh say no more. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We gotta talk to Sean about this. Sean, if you're listening. <laughs> See, we awesome. get a little bit of both. We honestly get a little bit of both. The guys who usually tell us a friend, I'm sure uh, we talk about it all the time, but we'll get the guys and girls, you know, whatever. We get a lot of kids, which is great. I mean. That, that's one of the things Sean uh, Leopardi was telling me when, I don't know if you guys got to see the pictures up there. Some of his pictures were pictures from our boat because he said we tend to get a lot more kids, which he likes seeing that, kids and women, or young girls, you know, whatever. But uh, we do get the people that all they want is a fish. They just want a picture of a big fish. And then right. we get people that want to learn. And we don't hold back. Uh if guys want to learn, we'll, we'll as much as they want to learn, we'll help them. And you I know, guess what cool. what I mean is that I'm sure after a day of fishing with complete newbies, that may you know you're 100, you know you're you're 100 for catching fish. So they're catching fish when they're getting off your boat and they're saying, "Doug, I'm like totally, I have the musky bug right now." What I'm thinking that in my head, like this the type of seminar is like, what do you tell people when they're getting off your boat? Go, here's how you get started. If if you if you got the bug the bug while on my boat, kind of you know what do you, where do you go? You know because you guys do mainly trolling. Do you tell them like, hey, recommend them towards trolling stuff because it, you know. If someone asks me, Mike, I've cast mainly. So I, I immediately go, my brain goes towards, oh, I'm going to recommend them the easiest casting setup. If someone gets off your boat and they're like addicted, as soon as you've caught like five muskies in, in four hours, like, what do you tell them? Uh, I, I mean, it's kind of a tough question because we do the trolling. We all love the cast. You know, every one of us love the cast and, we still feel the same way. There's nothing like catching a, a big musky casting, but we're out there to give somebody the best opportunity to catch a fish. You know, they're paying us money to catch a fish. And, and like I said, that's one of the reasons I put Adam on this year. We do have people call, they want to catch them casting, but uh, we, we just answer their questions truthfully. You know, if they're asking us for lure selection or colors or, you know, why we're doing a certain thing, you know, uh, one of our biggest, I would say in the last couple of years, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, but I think most of the, the feedback we got from a lot of guys that have been actually musky trolling that weren't beginners and some that were beginners, but everyone seems to want to run their baits way too deep. You know, they want to let a ton of line out. 
and then they come with us and they're like so surprised that that's not what we're doing and they're like that's my biggest mistake you know so we just answer more or less answer the questions that people ask you know i mean everyone fishes different you know we have a certain way we fish other people fish different than we do i guess different styles but uh yeah any question they have we answer it truthfully answer it i mean if that helps yeah, I mean, people i mean pictures of equipment on a boat like rod holders this that you know a lot some guys are out there and they tell me the rod holders they got on their boot and they're like little plastic Berkeley Scotty looking rod holders. Right. That you buy at Walmart. And... Oh yeah. One time I used them when I very first started trolling for muskies. Cause it was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have money to go buy Cisco tracks and all that stuff. So I bought those rod holders. I actually used them for catfish. That's why I had them. The first snag I got, it snapped the thing in right in half. Luckily I caught the rod before the whole thing. It got hooked on the edge of the boat and I didn't lose the rod. I was able to grab it, but the first snag I got, it snapped the rod holder right in half. So they see all the, you know, heavy duty down east and Cisco's and Fat AZ holders, you know, give them all the info where to get their stuff. And getting into trolling without a boat is virtually impossible, you know. So, like, if I, Ryan you know, Reed did it, I, I'll definitely get it. It's true, Donnie. <laughs> That's true. There's Ryan Reed had planer boards and like he had, he had, yeah, he had, he had rod holders. He, yeah, he yeah. had it all. Well, see, he that's had a, multiple rod setups. That's the thing though, because I had somebody to fish with. Like I bought <laughs> tracks specifically for Dan's boat so I could use my holder. So that was kind of a little different because I had somebody that was already musky fishing and I just needed a couple of pieces to make it work, you know, but that's dude. If it wasn't for guys like Jesse, Doug, Joel, I mean, just ask Luffy and and Jesse and Joel and Mark. <laughs> you know, like guys like that. If it wasn't for guys like that, I I wouldn't have figured that stuff out. I mean, Dan helped me a lot too. Like, but that's what I mean. There's always that. There's always that beginning point, right? And where what is that beginning point? And and you know, most people when they think of muskies, they think of casting to begin with. But if someone, if my first experience with muskies is on Doug or Jesse's boat trolling, when I get off Doug or Jesse's boat. My first question is going to be, how do I do that? Not oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not, Especially not like if... I, not like I want, oh, how do I go catch a muskie casting? Like, no, I like, I want to go do that. So, like, to begin, like, I don't know. I guess maybe it's maybe it's too simple of a question in the sense that, like, if I'm getting off your boat and I just had this experience, like, how do I go do that? And, yeah, it's, just... and I guess, Jesse, you're exactly right. It's almost impossible to do that without a boat yeah yeah virtually yeah i mean if you have a boat and you've been out and tried it and you cast and you want to start trolling you know you can you know virtually right on the boat see exactly what you need i mean you don't need to run 10 rods at one time you know to catch fish but right i've always you know, told the story about my dad and i <laughs> my dad and i renting a pontoon boat for a week at you know, in, in trolling with rods under our armpits and yeah. catching fish People doing that. Have, yeah. I will I say mean, this, I, though. I tell them, you know, because inline planer boards must be fishing and getting the board off and netting fish with, you know, inline boards on isn't something that you're going to go out and just probably even, I mean, 
I wouldn't think the first time you ever tried to use one in your life after buying it in a muskie grabs your inline board. I pretty much bet that that fish is going to get off, <laughs> you know, just trying to get the board off, you know, if they get to see the process, you know. I've never done it personally. I've never, I've never caught a muskie on a board. So if it was, if I was like doing it for the first time, I wouldn't have the first clue. Right. That's where we come in for it. You learn because we catch lots of them on boards. Yeah. So you know, you get to see the process. And sometimes if you only got, say, 10 feet of line out behind the board and you're trying to get the board out of the air and the fish, sometimes you even got to net the fish with the board still on the line. Most of the time, not, you know, but there's definitely a process to the boards to get them off. And it's like that with everything. Yeah, it's not, it's so much to like, you. It's, it, that's one thing that you couldn't just like, without them seeing it happen, it would be hard to explain, okay, this is how you do it. I've, I've, we're like robotic when it comes to that. You know what I mean? We, nobody, none of the people on our boat even think about it. It's just second nature to us. So to somebody that's never had a muskie on the end of a line with a board attached to it, and you have to get the board off, but not let the fish get off and put slack in the line and, you don't know what to tell the guy on the rod what to do. You know, it's a hectic process at that point. I'm sure, and that's kind of why you got to have a, a first mate on on board, I would think, because oh, yeah. if you have newbies, you can't have newbies doing this stuff. Like, you yeah. know, you got to have someone else there that's experienced to be able to help the guy that's running the boat. So it right. totally makes sense how you guys have kind of the, you know, you guys working in tandem with one another because you, you hard to just run it by yourself oh yeah especially if you're in tight to shore and stuff like that you know you can't just you let off the wheel and start worrying about a fish next thing you know your boat's on the beach somewhere this <laughs> is like there's so many other elements to this too because then you got floating weeds that you have to deal with certain times of the year certain areas like that that adds a whole nother like this question owen is like it it sounds so simple like, right. but it's not. It's so. It is literally so technical. Every aspect of everything, you know. And like, that's and that's kind of where I mean, you know, like as a guide client, I'm I'm only getting like the very, like you only fish one part. You know, you probably can't fish the entire lake. You're only getting a taste of of what baits to run and and how to do it. You know. It, if I got the bug that way, I would have a heart, you know, I would have a lot of questions like, you know, how the hell do I do? How can I replicate this? And obviously that's not something you can necessarily just walk out and, and replicate on your own. You have to go out and figure out another way to do it. If it's sometimes this takes multiple trips, like, right. Like Doug, yeah. like Jesse, Joel, like you, sometimes you got to have guys that take multiple trips and like you can, they, I can come on the boat with you one day and ask you 15 questions. <clears throat> That's only going to cover a certain percentage of what you're actually doing that weekend. You know, right. like, so sometimes from the beginner it's so complicated, sometimes you got to schedule. Don't realize right. It's, it's, it's not just driving around with doors <laughs> in the water. Like some people. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Okay. Right. Well, no, you, no, you can't. No, you can't. So no short, no short line time of tuning and let me know how many lures you yeah. got left at the yeah. end of the weekend. No, no you can't. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, it, it's not just driving around. To me, it's like pure science, you know what I mean? My my whip, my mind is always turning. The whole time I'm on the water, every minute, all I'm thinking about is what I need to do. <laughs> well, I'm it, you know. prepared for everything. 
if this rod goes off, got to do this, 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 this in order to get the fishing boat. Whenever a rod goes it's just like the wheels go in motion. One guy gets off the wheel, the one gets on the wheel, one grabs the net, the other one gets it ready, the other one gets the board off. Just like clockwork to us, you know. Yeah, we had we had Todd Young on and he had been talking about kind of like when you're running planer boards, your entire kind of mindset changes because you can't get you can't cut things close like you necessarily could if you weren't running those planner boards. And I think he even mentioned, well, well Doug's disagreeing with me. He's he maybe he's like the precision. He's, he's the master. He's, yeah. he's got the, we deal with different no, no, I, than they do a little bit. Right. Too. Right. But we, we get in there. I mean, we, we don't let the planner boards really <laughs> stop us. I mean, if our, that's why we get the name bang and bottom. I mean, if our lower hits the bottom, we get a snag, whatever. We'll deal with that snag, but uh, sometimes that's the key, you know, for us, our style of fishing. You know, when you're talking Chautauqua, you got to watch. I mean, a lot of times you can't get under 11 feet of water, 12 feet of water, and you're buried in weeds. We don't really have that as much where we fish, but so we do get a little sketchy with our stuff. I mean, we'll run stuff close to the shore or, or in shallow water out in the middle of the lake, you know. I mean, how often do you guys run more than six? Every time mm-hmm. we're out, we run eight. You run eight? Okay. We ran 12 with Ryan because we had him out there, but – and we had two – just a one day, but we had – Oh, me. my gosh. I can't imagine running. Or no, we – we ran 10 uh, – we didn't mean 12. We ran 10 and sometimes mm-hmm. 11, but we had me, Joel, and Jesse all together and Ryan, who's Ryan's experience, you know, to help out as well, so – it was no big deal. I mean, it was actually pretty simple for us. There is nothing on that <laughs> boat that terrifies me more than that down rod that sits at the front of the boat. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I'm like praying the whole time. I'm like, please don't go off. I don't run it very often, but it has caught I feel some like fish. me and you are the only ones that like it. Yeah. It's caught some fish, you know. I mean, Definitely. actually, I won, a, I won a tournament up Chautauqua one year and. The last fish we caught, which I don't know if that was the fish that made us win or not, but uh, literally as soon as my buddy put the bait on, as soon as he lowered that front rod into the hole and in, down into the water, it went off instantly. And we ended up winning that tournament. So I mean, but has there been a ton of fish caught on it? No, but I don't run it a lot. And I think Jesse still has the biggest fish. I think like a forty-three incher we got off of that front rod one time. But you figure that lure is running underneath the boat, you know, probably. Uh, I don't know, probably three, two, three feet, four feet from the motor. So when it goes off, it could be sketchy. You know, you don't want to get the motor. <laughs> we call First it time, you can see off right. the side of the boat from the steering wheel. You can see the bait right there. Wasn't well, that's the front ca- actually that's how I, uh, that's how I run. One of my rods is like right in front of my console, and so if I'm running uh, like a if I'm running a Leo Mojo, I can literally stand because I, I like to stand up in my boat and my boat's very small i i can't run a shit ton of rods i run three rods and one off the right one out the left and one out the back and uh and the one off the right i usually run a leo mojo because i can i, I can see it right down there and that action is like so i don't know 
it's so fast. If I'm running something like a Goldie, I can see that like so well. I don't know why, because it, it, it's not much further back than, than my, the outboard, you know, because, because the, the rod is up in front of the console. It's not all the way up in the bow of the boat, but it's, it's in front of the console, you know, so yeah. having a bait, even 20, 20 feet back is only more or less right at the outboard as it goes down. By the time it goes down six feet. And... Right. You know, um, I don't do math, but it, you know, <laughs> ge the geometry works out. Yeah. Our front rod is running in front of five other lines, though. That's the sketchy part. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Do, yeah. I don't. I don't do that. No, I agree. <laughs> Different story there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had Ryan on the boat. We had three, three inline boards out of each side. Yeah. And then a side oh, rod shit. and a down rod. So we had ten rods, and then I think a little bit there in the day we put the front rod out too. So we did have a, up to eleven rods out at one time. <laughs> that's that's yeah. definitely not the norm. Eight's eight's nice and comfortable. Yeah, that's what we normally run is eight. Pretty much every time we're out, we run eight. Two two inlines on each side, a side rod and a down rod. Okay, and I know you guys are big Leo guys. When you're when you have an eight, and I'm not asking for you know proprietary <laughs> information here or anything, but when you're running an eight lure spread, give me like kind of a general breakdown of are you running eight mojos? Are you running four mojos and six you know four magnums? Or give me a general kind of a breakdown. I would say on my boat. I got Joel, uh, so he, which is great sometimes. Like I said, he he helps me out <laughs> with that stuff. Just great sometimes. <laughs> no, it's always great. But I mean, it's it's great sometimes that he. Uh, yeah, I'll remember it's always, that. It's always great to have Joel. With I me resemble about. that remark. But he'll throw out some, you know, different things. Than sometimes I'll get stuck on a Leo's, you know, and he'll throw out something else, and sometimes they work, but. Uh, and if they don't, then he's quick to change too. And if something he finds working, I grab it out of my box and grab one out of his box, whatever it is, and we run that. But uh, yeah, I would say six, six, six to seven baits. I would say pretty much almost always six out of the eight or either a mojo or a mag. And we have, and we we learn real quick, and it happens every year. There's different times. There's sometimes that all they want is the mojo, and there's sometimes all they want is the mag. You know, so if if they're really wanting a mag, then we may have four or five mags out, a couple mojos, something else, you know, whatever. And if it's if it's opposite, then we go the opposite way. But we'll, we'll you'll stagger five. those. You'll stagger those by depths. Basically, you know, you got one running it six foot, one running it five, something like that. Yeah, or no? yeah, but that's about the biggest stagger we go most of the time. It's okay, like four or six feet because the way we fish, but uh. Yeah, there's times we'll push them deeper, but like I said, there's time. Well, we we do catch fish every year on all kind of different baits, but I would say like you, like you're saying, the majority of fish definitely come off of Leo baits. I mean, for us, consistently every year. But yeah, we catch stuff on different baits. We run different things, and but I only I only have is, yeah probably depending on the time of year, depending on what they're biting. Depends on how many, you know, if I was going to go start out today, right now and go fish, I'd probably run more mojos than I would mags. Dead summer, there's weeks that mags are going off more than mojos. So everyone's, 
you know, I'm texting Jesse or he's texting me, you know, whoever else or buddies are out, you know, Hey, they're, they're hitting the mag. So we're loading up on the mags or they're hitting the mojos. We're loading up on the mojos. Kind of. You don't run anything like bucktails, spinner baits, anything like, you know, other than a crankbait type of a setup. We've we've tried them and granted, uh, me and Jules both tried them with minimal success, if any, but same like anything else you got to give it time and right you never give them that much time in our area i mean i know they do really good with them in lakes like st Clair and things like that showing bucktails and stuff but i don't know we, joel we don't give much time right <laughs> we, we've tried them a little bit yeah I've, da- I've dabbled more with the spinner baits and stuff uh especially throwing them on boards and stuff like that um but I did not have any big O's spinner baits till this year. And now I got two. So Oh, you got a couple. Okay. I got a couple. I got one at the Muskie Max and then uh I think I won one at the banquet too. Grab one so, at the gra- banquet. All right. Yeah. Good. Well So I'm, they're gonna be in the water. But uh Yeah, well, I mean honestly that's that's what I was kind of like uh, all right. There's you know, a lot of guys in Canada catch really freaking big muskies on the on spinner baits, and I don't know what it is about, you know, uh, but they seem to work trolling. And I, I I feel like nobody around here, with as many guys that troll that are like dedicated one hundred percent trollers or eighty percent trollers, that so few of those guys run spinner baits just to kind of see i don't know i mean maybe maybe they have and it's proven to not be effective i don't you know that's probably probably part of it i don't know well here's yeah I would... quite a bit and you know i've tried it short deep lots of yeah. weight a bit of weight 12 ounces of weight on a down rod trying to keep it straight down there you know like i've tried a lot of different things and Outside of Lake St. Clair, I've never had a bite on a bucktail trolling in my life. In St. Clair, I basically will run all bucktails. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, hey, different fisheries are right. are completely different. I mean, I, I know I got, I got one on, I got one on a bucktail up in Canada, like a, like a hundred feet backed. Um, and then other than that, I've gotten spinner bait fish in canada but i i have yet to get a spinnerbait fish here in you know in the in the local area i I definitely caught them casting but never in pennsylvania personally i did catch one at chautauqua uh on uh, another guide's boat i I don't know i don't want to i don't want to plug another guide service while i'm on with the soggy bottom boys here but Uh, we go by the bottom bouncers <laughs> <laughs> but that was on a uh on a lungeon spinner bait and he had it on a downrigger uh i think to get it down deeper yeah uh trolling at chautauqua and I, I got a 45 incher there doing that which was pretty cool but that's yeah, the only I'm... time i've ever trolled with downriggers too the... See, that's a, that's the difference you know with with you know, those Grim Reaper or, you know, a lot of those spinnerbaits, they're so light, you would need to have a downrigger just to get it. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, literally, literally, <laughs> even to get even to get that bait two feet deep on a regular spinner bait, you're not. It's not going to happen without some type of a, a weight. But with my five ounces, like there's Ryan and I have run those things. I mean, they will get the seven and a half, eight feet at seventy five feet back. So I mean, like you can you can get these things deeper oh, than. What you are typically thinking of so of your spinner bait? How, how fast we were going three eight to four two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because and they and, and they don't blow out. If you're thinking like, will they blow out? Yeah. No. No, that's our biggest thing though. Like, uh, like I we always slow down. We always believe in spinner, like any of those spinner bait bucktail, you know, type baits. You almost got to slow down. Nope. Like that three point five range to keep nope. them down. These things are so heavy. Yeah, not to blow out of the water so much, but just to keep them down. Like, and then we don't want to slow down because then that affects the action of our other baits out there. So, you know, so if you're if you're telling me that you want something to run at at five at yeah, that's between, all I need five feet between five and feet and at four and a half miles an hour. I guarantee. I shouldn't say I guarantee because I learned to never guarantee anything in life, <laughs> but. I'll bet if, if this summer, if I if I messed with weights and blade sizes, I could get something. If you said, "Hey, I wanted to run it five feet, this many feet back," I'll bet if I messed around with it, I could get something to to work. Like, yeah, I mean, if you give uh, here's if you give me fifty feet, give me back, something fifty feet back, fifty feet back, five feet down at four and a half mile an hour. I'm game. Okay, all right. What do you think, Joel? Spinner Throw that on a board. Fifty feet back. Yeah, spinner bait, Jesse. Yeah, not a bucktail. No, 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 like a spinner bait, like a like a safety, a big, yeah, okay, giant safety spin type of spinner bait. Yeah, okay. I'm talking bucktails. I've never actually used a spinner bait other than casting. I've never trolled an actual spinner bait. But like, I'll run spins that way. I I I can I build them with both you know like a giant, almost uh, it's basically a tuna hook. Um, that's what I, that's what they fish them with up in Canada, and or you know if you guys wanted I could put treble hooks on them, but you know the 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 tuna hook makes it pretty. I mean, as as weedless as you can possibly get in a trolling bait. Are they circles? So, yeah, not circle hooks. They are actually the the the, the O'Shaughnessy hooks, oh, yeah. which is like the long shaft, the longer shaft, and uh, and then where I, I add a big grub on it with the Tom makes, and so you get the skirt, the grub, the whole the whole package. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll have to send you guys. I'll, let me let me do some work on them, get something that that I I can say to you guys. Hey, it, it'll run in this column because i do so many different blades and weights i i can't tell you right now exactly what it would be but ryan maybe you and i can go out one day and just run that fish hawk and find some stuff that 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 is in that range for these guys just to give it a shot yeah i'm gonna i promised you i would run mine too i got them in the boat they made it in the boat though that's the first step i ran mine this past week but i didn't have a lot of luck on it but in its defense, I didn't have a whole lot of luck on much else well, either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I ran, I ran mine behind my boat uh, the entire time that I was trolling, but I, I was also running a Leo and a Wiley, and nothing caught anything. So, 
that can't say that you know that's not, that's not speaking anything for anything tough time of year what do you think joel i mean as far as line length or i mean is that pretty close to what you'd want to see or is less or more or? no i mean it, my i'll put it to you this way over the years as many times as i've ran spinnerbaits trolling you're i can count them on you know two hands how many times i've done it uh so I, I can't say, you know, that I've given it very much time. Uh, I do have some bigger, heavy, heavier spinner baits, and I've tried like one to two ounce spinner baits, uh, you know, trolling them on boards in shallow water. That's little guy spinner baits. Yeah. And, and, and the big thing is, you know, once again, I don't give it much time. Uh, no, no I'm, talk, I'm saying like I, I like I mean I'm making like one and a half, then threes, and then fives, and so those fives they get down like if you wanted to short line something, like those get down fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think the two that I got are yours. I think they're three ounce, but to yeah. me that seems like a pretty good uh, weight. But outside of running them on boards, the only other place I've them is with like eight ounces of weight on a down rod uh and that's been more like river fishing and like i said i haven't given it over a 15 year period eight times isn't very much time you know and that's uh, no i agree and that's kind of the feeling i've gotten from you know most anglers that have asked about it is that it's just never been a part of many people's repertoire that gets fished heavily and maybe that's because it just doesn't catch fish locally. And, you know, that 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 is what it is. Hey, I'll run it on my front rod every time we're out. What do you think? <laughs> that's scary. That's a scary concept to me. What do you think, Joel? I'd put one. I'd, I'd, put, I'd give you a heavy not, guy. I mean, it's only You, get, you get a musky to, musky to that eat. Front rod. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little you early. get a musky to eat right off the bow. Yeah. This so what? I got no, absolutely. I think it it, it will work, and it, it it's gonna probably have a time and a place, but they would work. I mean, they're eating spinner baits, bucktails when guys are casting them, and you know, there's been more muskies caught on probably those two baits than anything outside of a, maybe a, a suic or something like that. So right. they work. You know, it's finding like it would be finding the right size blade, the right combo the right speed and just being in the right locate, you know, those fish wanting to eat that style bait. But I mean, right. they got to hit them. There's no doubt in my mind, you know? So we got to, I'm going to wrangle this one in a little bit. And I want to ask you guys, I'm not circling back Swanky. I'm just wrangling in. I want to ask you guys two questions and then I want to jump to Joel for a third one. So, you know, what, what is 2023 looking like for you guys? So you're doing some crappy and walleye stuff now. When does the musky season officially start? Uh, me and Joe, me and Jesse may try this weekend just because of the weather, possibly, because we're gonna get a camp party. So we may try it just because there's nothing else with the rain and the wind and everything else. We may try it. Not sure yet. Uh, usually for us, it's nowadays. It's like mid-May. I mean, we we try to do all our other stuff. We troll for walleye a little bit too. And uh, like I said, we do some small moth, but uh, mainly I would say 
I would most likely say mid-May. Not that we want to dabble with it a little bit, but by the time we end up doing it, it's going to be probably closer to that time of year. Like I said, we don't want to go – we have areas that we used to fish a lot by ourselves, not too many people around. Now we go to those areas and it's just – it's ring around the rosy. So pretty much try to stay away from all the havoc and just do our own thing and then – once we go musky fishing, once we start, it's till October, till deer season. So probably mid-May. Okay. Now is that when you guys are going to start taking clients? Oh, we'll <clears> take <throat> them whenever. We try to, we do try to coach them a little bit more towards the summer. We do have, some, I have a guy that's been messing me a lot lately. He wants to go out in the spring. He's just, he wants to go out soon. And I try to tell him, you know, for us, I got to tell everyone, if you want to go, I'll take you. If, if you're trying to learn and you want to learn so you can fish all summer by yourself, I'll take you. But I really, if you're looking for asking me your best percentage and chance, like don't ask me things like that, like what's the percentage of a hookup? I, I can't answer that. I mean, but it's way higher in the summertime than it is right now, you know, with these cold fronts and the different things going on. So I try to coach them to go somewhere between June and September. If they really want to go, we'll take them. But like I said, our guiding usually starts around June, early June. We usually start. And then like I said, it's through September. So I think my hottest time of year. (laughs) What was that, Jesse? I said, I think if I'm not mistaken, June 3rd is the first one I have on the books this year so far. So, as of now, my real musky season starts the third, but I will be out of the water, obviously, before that. Okay, so you guys' books are open, right, Joel? Yes. Oh, yeah. And how do yeah. they – if somebody wants to contact any one of you guys, what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you guys and book a trip? Uh, mine's through Instagram. Yeah, mine's through Instagram. Jesse's through Facebook. Like you were asking a question earlier about the controversy or whatever, or not controversy, but how they book and if they call Jesse and Jesse was saying. Oh, yeah, maybe there's a little controversy there. Uh, there uh-huh. isn't any. That's the point. <laughs> there's none. But like Jesse, every time that they would contact him through Facebook and ask him, he would call me and say, hey, this person wants to book a trip. Are you available? I said, and I'd tell him, if they contact you on Facebook, take the trip don't even ask me anymore see that's cool i mean sure, that's because you know i started a little bit earlier so i already have some i have clients that every year they'll book twice sometimes two three times a year the same people and i told them i said take everything you can get i'll get mine you get yours don't worry about me so it, yeah it is cool we have no i mean we're a fan well that's all. good i so, mean that that really is because it's 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 hard when they're i mean it's, i should say it's easy when you guys are as good as you are and you have the reputation you guys do that the trips are as plentiful. I'm sure if the trips, if people weren't, if you weren't getting yours, Doug, I'm sure it wouldn't be, you know, quite as congenial. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even think that, I mean, it's, this is a, this is a hobby. Right. This is a hobby for a job. And it's, it's nice to, uh, you know, go up take people out because we've caught fish you know we we get 
plenty of opportunities to fish. It's nice to take people out and, uh, you know, get them on fish. Uh, obviously, yeah, you get a little bit of money, covers costs on things, uh, but it's it's still just a hobby, basically, of course. See, that, to me, that's what kind of drew me to you guys initially. And, like, I remember Doug reaching out to me the one year about a trip and you know we kind of talked through that and then we finally got a got a trip scheduled and like that was one of the big things just for me is like you guys aren't doing it full time you know it's it's more of a hobby and you're doing it for the love of fishing and to get people out there you know covering cost is not that's not making a living right like you're just you're just making enough money on these trips to be able to cover cost and we all know gas prices are through the roof and everything else but <clears throat> You know, that's that's the type of environment, too, that you guys I, I, I like to always like use the business world too, like the culture, because you get on some of the boats, you get on some of these boats with these guys and the culture isn't to teach, you know, the culture is to make your thousand bucks for the day and just basically get them in, get them out. You know, you catch a fish. That's that's not what you guys are doing. You know, and I think that's the point for bang and bottom. You know, it's more get people out, teach them how to fish, you know, put some fish in the bag, have fun. You guys got the camp, you know, all that stuff kind of contributes to just like a really fun experience, you know, whether it's a random Thursday or Friday or whether you go out for two days, like, you know, that's, that's kind of the takeaway. Like Joel was mentioning about that, you know, being the hobby for you guys. All right. So what do you guys know? normally do like only weekend trips or you know is it mainly thursday friday saturday sunday or what what are we looking at i do the uh friday saturday sunday i get a lot of vacations so i do friday saturday sunday from usually mid-may till the end of september i can do friday saturday and sunday jesse mainly does saturday sunday okay uh i will do some fridays you know gives me used to not go to work that day so there you go <laughs> that doesn't suck right doesn't no suck. when my high profile clients come into town <laughs> <laughs> no but like like ryan was saying i'm gonna have to book jesse on friday, a friday Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. but like ryan was saying and well joel said it was our hobby but yeah i mean probably i don't know 50 40 50 percent of our what we truly make goes right back to camp, you know, for all the good eating we have, the good drinking, the whatever we need at camp. I mean, we don't, you know, we have everything you could imagine from ice makers to Blackstones to now pizza. Wait oven, a second. Do you have, do you, wait a second. Hold on a second. Right. Do you have a nugget ice maker? Well, it makes like little round balls. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So I have I have a nugget ice maker that makes that chewable ice. Yes, you know oh. my sister has one of them too. Oh, dude. I don't feel like it could keep up with us. It my keeps up with it. My it sister is the only one I've ever seen, and I know that one couldn't <laughs> keep up with us. The one we have can't keep up. We have to like keep bags in a freezer just to in case we run low. <laughs> oh no, no, I get that. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. You know, recycle as quickly as you'd like, but believe me, that that I ice is just an absolute like a hotel has. Maybe Nick, the Nick isn't here. Right yeah, Nick isn't here, but he knows that I take when we go to Canada. I take my Nugget ice maker to nice. Canada. Yeah. That way, like when I go out in the morning, 
I have my Yeti, my gigantic Yeti thing full of nugget ice, and I'm, I'm ready for the day. At least around here, that ice will forever be known as that's that good ice. That's that good ice. That's yeah, that good that's ice. that good ice. Absolutely. ice. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know about that good ice until my wife, I mean, I knew about it, but until we had our first baby, because that, like, when you're in the hospital, that's what they give mothers that are you know having a child that they call it chipped ice and i was like oh my god this shit is like fucking unbelievable i'm like i'm like asking for more ice like for three days i'm like let's keep having kids so i can like have more ice and then finally this company came out with like the countertop nugget ice maker and we were one of the first like people to buy into kickstarter because i was like holy shit i gotta have this shit yeah See, so believe it or not, Joel's a little more responsible than me and Jesse. And it's probably hard to believe, but when Joel's there, <laughs> when Joel's there, there's ice and baggies in the freezer from from the ice maker. He takes them. And- I like see Joel's like me. Joel pre- Joel prepares. I can see Joel likes to, Joel likes to party, and Joel likes to have shit in order. Like Joel burns all for the, the proper for the proper for all the proper shit. Yeah, he he burns all the boxes and he collects all the beer cans. So now, who's, I used who's to the be a boy scout? Jesse's I used to be a boy scout. Who's the, the who's the cook? <laughs> Jesse, I'm the cook. okay. All right, so Jesse, Jesse runs the, the Jesse runs the Blackstone and yep. also the Blackstone Pizza Maker. Well, we haven't nobody's ran that yet, yet, but hopefully, whoever we're gonna do it real soon. I'll whip I'll whip up some some uh, some some. Big O's pizza dough, and we can come hey, over. You guys and, always got the invite. Fire that, gotta, fire that thing up. All you gotta do is say the name, say the word. You guys are always invited. Big O's pizza dough. That's kind of catchy. It I is. know. It is pretty good. Yeah. Wait, wait until you guys. Uh, wait, wait until, wait until you guys actually get to look get how to proud, experience it. Look how oh, proud man, he is of this pizza. Though. He's rubbing his hands together. I, and Pro- stuff I am. Here. I am. You know what? There are very few things in life that you get to be proud of, and when you take some time and you actually enjoy something, like I made my son the pretzels tonight, and that's something like we make homemade soft pretzels, like legit. Like you can bring those too. Oh, I, I would. And we could cook those. We I'm could absolutely them. 100% cook those in the pizza oven. Um, but, you know, like legit German, like you, we, we actually dip them in drain cleaner. So that's, that's what gives them like the very brown, uh, the, the, the brown color. But it's, that doesn't dude, sound healthy. What the heck, well, dude? Sodium hydroxide. It, it gives you, it gives you this much for pretzels and bagels. This much for drain cleaner, and this much to etch acid off of your fucking like the side of your home. <laughs> well, I, I know swear to God, I, I swear to God, it says it says That's pizza. Insane. It, it that, says that pretzels makes me and never bagels. Want to eat another pretzel, Joel. Pretzels Joel, and which, bagels. which one? Which one are you going with then? <laughs> I think uh, the first time out, I think I'm gonna go with the first one. <laughs> Maybe just a little just less. This is a touch. <laughs> Let's just start there, and then we'll work our way up. I think he's more goes. proud of his dough than Joel is of Conway Twitty. <laughs> Come on, now. Let's, let's not go too far here. Let's get carried away here. All right. What, all right. So anything – so you guys have books open. You're going to be doing trips here real soon. We're almost there. A couple months maybe, May, June. 
So, first of all, Joel, is your footwear ready to go? Yeah, what's 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 the what's let's the get season? a footwear. What's the footwear update like to start the season? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to update uh, my no balance. I got two pairs that are completely broken in now. Uh, I gotta I gotta get a new pair. It seems like you should buy a new like a third and at least get get the process started on uh, breaking those in. I mean, it's, it's going to be soon here. I got to do something, but yeah, like I'm like, where do you go? Like DSW or do you like uh go to like, I don't know. Probably, where do they, where do they sell probably, air monarchs? Air monarchs. I'm, I'm talking about no balance here. <laughs> <laughs> These are class, the classic junk. No oh, no. The air monarchs are the classic Nike, like the, the, the classic Nike dad shoe. Yeah. Well, once you wear a pair of no balance, uh, I mean, your life <laughs> you never, will change. You, you never, never go, go back. back. Nah. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go back for another round, round three. If I can still get these exact shoes, that's what I'm going to get. I uh, mean, in all seriousness, like is, is, the no balances, is that your like season long fishing shoe? You yeah. stick by oh, it, or do you do you like do you mess with like something a little heavier in the spring or fall? Well, I mean, fall I'll, I'll typically wear mock boots, but like outside that, it's no balance every day, all, all day, day long. I love no it. Matter. I love it. I love a man that's work, committed. Work, play, recreation. When I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> We got to get Joel on the pro staff for no balance. Well, that's what I'm looking for. I need sponsorship. You know, I think Jesse wants to get you in a pair of Hey Dudes. Oh, I mean, dude. I do want to, I do want to try the Hey Dudes. I saw the Hey Dudes and you know oh. what? I saw them at DSW the other day and I, I actually got a new pair. Yeah. Oh, those little camo. I, so Jesse turned me on to the Hey Dudes. Okay. I love those shoes, man. They're, that for our might listeners, be the, for our you, listeners, Jesse is is is, uh, is holding up his newest pair of Hey Dudes that seem to be kind of like a a camo pattern. Yeah, they're they're super lightweight. Those ones are like there's so many different styles and different materials. You kind of that's why at first I knew there was ordering them online was tough because you didn't know what you were gonna get. Like I got a pair online, they came. They were like way heavier than I anticipated. Right. I can't be wearing. The heavy shoe, like you know, these things are like paper thin, so they're great for the boat. They get wet, they dry in two seconds. It's like wearing socks on a boat. That's what it, I was gonna ask. It's like wearing, it's like wearing crops on a boat. Do you, you wear, know, yeah, socks you with wear socks with hay Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I wasn't don't sure, know, but I'll... all right, so Joel's but got his, you, but then if you wear socks, what's the point in having like waterproof-ish shoes. Your no, socks are just going to remain wet. If I need socks on, I'm wearing Nike Air Maxes on the boat, and that's it. I wear a Nike it. Air Max slide. Okay, so so when you're wearing the Hey Dudes, you're not wearing socks. No, never. But I mean, uh, like, that's right. what I was asking. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, like if right, I go right. to the store or something, you know, around home, I'll wear them to the store. Okay. And I have socks on. I wear socks. You know, yeah, they're comfortable as hell with socks on too. Okay, I got but you. On the boat, I'm not wearing socks with them. No. 
That's the nice thing about New Balance. You can wear socks. You don't have to wear socks. Uh, you could do whatever. I mean, they're back and forth, you know. Pretty much do whatever you want with No Balance. All, all terrain. All ter- literally, my shoes say all terrain. And they, and they weren't lying when they put that on there. Oh, I've seen them. I seen Bill put them things in four wheel drive before. <laughs> so, well, I guess I got one more question here before I ask. I ask our president for a chapter update since we 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 promised all of us we promised that we wouldn't go two hours on this, and we've got like thirty minutes left. So, okay, so Doug, you because I, I I have to ask Doug about the ectoplasm drink that yeah, he's that's enjoying where I'm going. Here tonight. Is this, is, this a, oh. is this a Skittle drink? Sipping on some scissors. Yeah, this is actually here. truly a Skittle drink. Yeah, it's just. Truly I feel like I made this. I feel like I made this drink up. You see it all over the place <laughs> now, but I literally feel like no one ever made. I've been d- drinking this drink for probably six plus years now. So what right. is describe it, on, it for us? I see it on TikTok now. What do they call it now? Bjorn. I don't know, but I feel like I made it up one time. I was trying to lose weight like I did now, and I what was do like, they call it now? Bud Light. Yeah. You ever seen the videos of people? It with looks like absinthe. Oh, this is actually apple skittles. It's mostly oh, yeah. water and rum. Uh, this is Sailor Jerry, so you don't want to mess with this. You, you probably want to go. Oh, the Sailor Jerry got you the last time. Last we were time. Yeah, I'm not letting it get me this so time. I thought you learned your lesson the last no, time. I did. It, uh, yeah, I'm not drinking like I was before, but that was back in my drinking days. And I've been kind of slow a little bit. <laughs> hey, Joel, what do you call those days? What the, the drinking uh, days? The drinking days. Yesterday, the good old days. <laughs> the good old, the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. I, I mean, I'll be honest. Tonight, I haven't, I haven't had a drink since probably. I don't think I even had anything probably five or six days. But I'm sipping on some black velvet Ooh. toasted caramel on Ooh. ice. Ooh. I'm not much of a sipper, but Ooh. these are these are pretty good. There you Ooh. go. But that I sounds- mean. The, the one thing about me and Doug, we used to have a little operation. It never really took off too much, but we called it the, the build a drink workshop. Uh, kind of like build a bear, but with drinks. And, uh, I, you know, I thought we were going to be millionaires. It didn't work out is that, that way. Is that, it's called a bar? It's uh, a bar. A we took a show on the road. I, I walked up. To, I walked up to my billet drink workshop. It's called the oh, yeah. fucking bar. It didn't work. We tried. <laughs> this is off the rails again. Volume two. <laughs> well, there's a there's a story about a, a you know in Canada, you are not allowed to take beer alcohol. Despite despite can- Canadians loving to drink beer, you are not allowed to take alcohol on a boat, like even like at all. PA too. so, <laughs> really? Well, no, no. PA, you're allowed to take alcohol on a boat. You just can't. I mean, there's a. It there's depends on what lake. DUI. And there's oh. certain. Oh, oh, is there, are, are there different lake, regu- lake regulations? Any, any state park, state like, parks, like yeah. time of tuning. Uh, wow, Moraine, Sharpsville. Yeah, well, supposedly, I, I just like to think that Pomatuming doesn't identify as a state park. 
I identify as private land. That's yeah. closet, Joel. That's so that good. Wow. <laughs> I I actually didn't I didn't really realize that that there were those regulations. Yeah, any any state park, right? In Pennsylvania, you're not supposed to have any alcohol. In yeah, state not park. not even like the campgrounds. Sure, right. Campground, yeah. yeah. I rode down the boat ramp one time with a beer. <laughs> and I just went down. Doug was on his way back in, and I left the camp on a golf cart and rode down to the boat ramp. And I was just sitting there on the by the ramp, kind of like waiting for him to come in. I was gonna like help him get his boat out or whatever. I'm like slugging a beer down, and I look in the ranger sitting right behind my golf cart. I'm like, oh shit! I poured it out on the floor. He's like, yeah, I already seen you pour that out. <laughs> I didn't get in trouble, but he was like, you can't have that in here, and you can't have that golf cart in here either. I'm like, I'm double fucked. You're you're breaking all the rules. I was back like with the side eye while I was chugging the beer, and he's like literally ten feet behind my golf cart. Didn't even hear him coming. This is why when you go out, you you just have a straight skittle and water drink. Yes. It keeps you hydrated and it tastes good. Like that's where I started doing it. Like I, I pack all my waters and I throw a Skittle packet in there now. Joel, no. you, could probably, you could probably tell them about the tournament we did down a river. That was one of the first times I brought the rum runners. Oh yeah. That was back in the good old days. <laughs> that was a good old day. <laughs> that was a good old day. <laughs> tell them about that. Story there. Uh, yeah. So Doug wanted, I asked him if he wanted to fish. Uh, the river tournament with me and that was back it had been around a few years by then but I, I was still running it and uh Doug's like you know I brought some beer with with us and we get out there and uh, we had to wait for like eight o'clock to start fishing and uh Doug goes you want a drink and I'm like of course <laughs> he pulls this does, thing out does rose kennedy own a black dress yeah. he goes do you want uh i mean it was like a diet pep diet coke whatever and rum and i was like yeah i'm all about it you know me this ain't my first rodeo so <laughs> i slug it down pretty quick and i don't even know if i got like a second one in me but i remember looking at doug and, and it was like nine o'clock and i was like I'm fucked up. <laughs> I mean, the tournament's what I say. I am too. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I think I made them a little stronger than I thought. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so that set the tone for the day. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a good one there. I remember because I was like, oh, wow. you ready for another one? You said, I think I'm gonna wait a little. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, because I had to count the money up and everything. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I'm all about this, but I got to be a little bit responsible here for a little while, you know. Joel, while, nah. since, you're, since you're unmuted, why don't you give us a quick update on Muskie's Inc.? What's going on with Chapter 16? Well, I think I, I think our event schedule is uh, pretty much set. I know uh, I was looking to do a maybe throw in another tournament here this year, Uh there was a couple guys that were interested in maybe doing the Pittsburgh pool on the river. Uh, got a little bit of feedback on that. Uh, and then maybe adding, a, I don't think we're going to have time this year, but another tournament next year where it would be open. You could fish anywhere 
in PA, whether it was one day or a weekend, uh, looking into that because uh, there's going to have to be some uh, legalities worked out there. But uh, right now we have five tournaments on the book. Uh, all of our permits are back. Everything's set. <laughs> Uh, first tournament of the year is going to be May 21st, 22nd. That's Saturday, Sunday at Palmatuming. Our next is our chapter challenge, which is chapter 69 at uh, Chautauqua. That's going to be June 20th. <laughs> 69. Yep. Uh, and then we take the summer off. We have uh, September 9th on the Allegheny River. October 15th on the Mon River. And then our last tournament of the year is Arthur, uh, November 4th and 5th. And we also have a kids outing this year for anybody that's interested. Look us up on Facebook. Uh, we'll start, we're going to start putting some info out here in the next week or two about that. Uh, it's been a huge success. I mean, uh, I think last year we had close to 35 kids. Uh, four or five muskies caught. Uh, pretty. I, I think overall it was a far, no doubt our best youth outing so far. But uh, it, you know it seems to keep growing a little bit each year, and that's really what we want. Uh, get these kids out, and uh, you know they walk away with a bunch of. Usually have t-shirts. We're looking into getting fishing rods this year. Uh lures uh there's cash prizes donated uh and then mac discount donated some stuff already a big cooler and oh uh, snap that's what's up kellen bunch of lures yeah good work kellen absolutely kellen and donnie thank you <laughs> nice job <laughs> kellen but honestly kellen I gave mean, me sorry. the okay to do it i just hey, did all the leg work I see. I, you know, we all we we know what's up. Come on, the optics but, uh, are there. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a good time. You know, it's a half a day on a Sunday. Uh, it's June fourth this year. It's open to everybody. You don't have to be a club member. Nothing. Uh, just come out for the day, fish. It's at Lake Arthur. Uh, we'll have more details, like I said on Facebook. Uh, contact information and all that, but uh. Come out and fish. Like I said, bring the kids out. I mean, it, to me, it's a great time. You know, uh, whether you catch a fish or not, a, a fish is just a bonus, but uh, the kids love it. So uh, it's a great way to get them into fishing and a nice introduction into, you know, a little bit of musky fishing. So. Uh, Absolutely. Hey, Joe, you had mentioned, you had mentioned like the possibility, like, like right at the beginning of that, you had mentioned like you, you had thought about having a particular event and I'm, I'm, I'm like drawing a blank and I'm like, holy shit, that like sounded awesome. And I was like, uh, well, oh, oh, the, the fish, any, the fish anywhere tournament. Uh, yeah. That's it. Okay. Um, so, so, so give me kind of like, I, it, that kind of got my head spinning. Like, how would you do that? You know, well, I, I shouldn't say anywhere, but anywhere in PA. Uh, right. The how the how it would work. That's what we're kind of working on, you know, to keep it. I'm not you saying you have to have like check-in stations, 
or you know, I don't even know. I don't even know how how you. Brandon Lilly does that thing, the Battle of the Virginias or whatever, and it's like I think what he does is they put out a code. Yeah, like each with the- day through to everybody. Like you have to go and register, and then when you register, you know, in the morning, like right when the tournament starts, they send them everybody a code for the day, and then you have to. Put that code post, out. Yeah, put that post, post that out on the bump with board the with any fish that gets caught. Right. See, that would be really cool because you could really, like, you know, open that up to. Yeah, I mean, it it, it lets it lets the ability you have the ability to say, okay, I want to go fish here for the day or you know the weekend, whatever. Uh, basically, getting everything ironed out as far as you know, keeping it fair where. You know, I'm not saying people would cheat, but there's always the ability to, and we want to keep it where it's just open, fair, uh, and leave it up to wherever guys want to go fish for the weekend. You know, if you want to cast, you want to troll, you want to go here, you want to go there. Um, yeah. No, no I, I don't. I- I really like that because you know we're gonna have kind of our our update episode. We did we had the hunks weekend, kind of what we called the spring invitational this past weekend, and it was it wasn't just fish one lake. It was kind of like hey, wherever you want to fish, here's you know just come back here at at X time and let's hang out. And people fished, pie me people fished conyot, people fished conyot, people fished. Canadota, you know, like it was kind of like a really cool aspect that no one felt they they had to fish at a particular lake. You could go out and do what you wanted to do. But then again, there wasn't any competition involved, so we didn't have to like regulate it. You know, like anytime you get competition involved, then you get assholes that are trying to Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's going to be our biggest, you know, thing trying to get that worked out. That's why I think it's a great idea. I'm just not sure we're going to have time to, you know, get everything lined up this year um, to do it, but maybe we will. But like I said, I want to get it where it's basically cut and dry. Guys go fish. You know, nobody's saying, well, you know, I feel like this guy cheated. This guy did. You know, I just want to try to keep it as fair, even as possible. Uh, like I said, whether it wants to be one day, two days, however it works. And then uh, <clears throat> as far as uh, I don't want to call it an awards thing, but, you know, some type of meetup afterwards. Uh, you know, just- no, I, th- I absolutely. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense, like you know, because there's a lot of guys that like to fish different bodies of water that are all pretty much local you know you you we consider a lot of these bodies of water local mm-hmm. and you know why limit it to one or another yeah i'm basically one event. Our, yeah our, our limitations would be you know we're thinking of just we definitely just want to keep it in pa but do we want to keep it in what just western pa do we want to open it up all pa you know like, like I said, it, it just was an idea that come up from somebody at the meeting the other night and it's just starting to get rolling now. So, uh, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to you guys heard it here. I'm going to open up my property to Muskie's Inc. Chapter 16 as the, uh, 
if you decided to do a an event like that, that could be our home base. And because okay. uh, it's a Canadota and it's kind of in the actually it's not exactly in the middle of anything. It's kind of off to the <laughs> off to the north northeast of everything, but. Do you have we'll a carrier see. machine by chance? <laughs> I, I don't, but I know a guy that has one. All right. Uh, I bet you could get one on <laughs> Mac.bid. I'll bet it, if we put our minds to it, we could probably have a freaking setup. Like I could have it. You, oh, dude. I'll get guys, you a karaoke okay. machine. You, the Bang and Bottom Boys haven't seen my deck and like the stage that that could provide oh that it would could be a you could really put on a concert there oh my it's god it's like lawn it, it literally dude it is literally a con- it is it's almost a concert stage hey like joel said we do take our party on the fucking road <laughs> <laughs> i mean it honest, i love it it's too contained to one area more or less you know yeah i love it yeah. all right my, now now the wheels are spinning here boys Ryan, I want to bring one thing up real quick with Joel, and I'm sure nothing can change. The, the, the layout's rough, but uh, last year, me and Jesse actually did the uh, the veterans fishing, the musky trip, whatever, at Lake Arthur. And it was honestly probably one of our, I mean, favorite trips of the year. The guys we had were hilarious, so we had a great time. We actually caught a fish, which was made, it, of course, better. But uh, the youth outing trip, to me, you know, like, and everyone's different, but, like, I'm not going to take my daughter or my sons to the youth outing because they can go with me anytime they want and catch a muskie if that's what they truly want. I just wish there was a layout, and and I'm sure it's not possible, but where all the kids were just kids that never got an opportunity to go muskie fishing. And I, I know it's probably almost impossible, but everything I ever hear about these trips is like, oh, this guy, you know, this kid was with his uncle or this kid was with his dad or this kid was with, you know. I'm like, I wish there was a way it could be more like the veterans thing that we did where no one knows who they're fishing with. You know, a guy just comes up and picks a boat and gets on it and they all go fishing. I know it's tough. Oh, he's talking, but I can't hear him. Joel, we got to unmute you. I was going to say the biggest problem. With, I mean, it's it, that's possible, but um, when it comes down to it, you know, you still have to have a guardian of some sorts. Uh, yeah, which is fine with the people. But a lot of times, I mean, the kids that that come that don't have access to a boat are basically going with somebody. You know, they're just like picked, thrown on the boat. Yeah, and I like that. Uh, but I hate, you know, with with a kids thing, I hate to turn anybody away. You know? Right, so, I understand. That's why I said I think it's impossible. But I mean, I think everybody. You don't want to turn anyone away. However, you obviously everything has a lot. I mean, I'm a lawyer for God's sake. Like, there's liability with anything. I mean, but, you don't want to just open yourself up muskies inc has insurance i'm sure i'm not i'm not part of a board or anything like that so i don't know what the insurance details are but there's a lot of shit you know what i mean there's a lot of legal stuff that goes into saying okay we're gonna bring kids on our boat that 
Yeah. I mean, if something happened on that boat. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it would be it would be 100%. an absolute disaster, you know. Yeah, so like, th- those are all things that, that that you have to kind of consider. Yeah, and I and I know that like they're uh, they they do say that you know you have to have a guardian or whatever you know with you, which is understandable. But I would say I'm just guessing here, and Joel Joel of course would know the true facts, but I'm going to say over fifty percent of the people that come and do the kids that come and do that. Or fishing with people they could fish with anytime they ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less, and that's why so like we the kinda... veterans thing. There was th- those guys could never go fishing. You know, yeah. like yeah. the guys that me and Jesse had, they come and pick the boat, and you know them guys just pick whatever boat they're going to go in. And, it, and like I said, me and Jesse had we had a blast with the guy. Honestly, one of my best trips of the whole year. The the veterans trip was one of my favorite, funniest trips of the whole year. We only got the fish probably three and a half hours, maybe. Like I said, we got lucky enough to pull a fish off. But, you know, these, I, I, I just like to see the kids that don't have the opportunity to go, to be able to go. That, that's kind of, we do encourage people to right. bring, to bring kids that don't, you know, neighbor kid, uh, a niece, a nephew, you know, somebody that doesn't uh, get a chance. Get the chance. You almost have to like pre-register guys that would be available to use their boat, and then based off of how many boats you get registered, maybe like say, okay, we have forty spots. The first forty people that you know sign up are in, and then that's it. And then you would know you'd have okay, these three can go on this boat, these two can go on this boat, these two go on this boat, blah blah blah. That'd be the only way you could get it where it would, you know, you wouldn't have an abundance of kids and not enough boats, kind of thing. Even still, with all the logistics, I yeah, mean, this this is a very very cool thing that the club is doing. You know, like we talked about that, like getting kids out, giving them an they're opportunity. They're more the focal point, you know. Even though they're on a boat with their dad, that's a great musky fisherman or what it may be. The kids, it's like you know, it's all about them. It's not about the guy right. behind the wheel. It's about the kids. The kids take the – they're in the spotlight when they catch the fish, you know. It has nothing to do with the other guy on the boat. And to them, I guess that's the, the kids. That's the most important thing. You know, to them, they're in a tournament, and that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. So we got – I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. I mean, you guys are just getting started for the year. You know, we're going to be starting up. You're going to be taking people out. we got stuff going on with the club. I think we're all ready to, you know, hit it hard and, and fish. So we'll wait for Joel to come back, but we got to wrap this one up here because because Jesse needs to get some sleep for work tomorrow. So does Donnie. I get up way <laughs> earlier than him. Like, what kind of shoes you wearing on the boat? What? Who me? Swink. I said, what kind of shoes is Swink wearing on the boat? I'll be on. I mean, most no of the time, I'm wearing mucks most of the spring and most of the fall, and then. In the summer, usually, honestly, just yeah, tennis shoes or yeah, usually, usually they're no balance, but they're not the they're not the model that Joel's rocking. They're a little more modern. The (laughs) all-terrain. The only the only other thing I'd want to add about the club, uh, we're going to do our first minnow fun purchase here. Should be the minnows should be on their way any time now. So uh, spent twenty five hundred bucks 
Uh, Fish Commission's buying $2,500 worth, and uh, we're going to end up purchasing more, but we're not sure when yet. But it'll be this year, so. That's awesome. Feed those babies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll probably, it's looking like we'll probably wait. This will probably be our last installment for these fish, which will make like $4,000 worth within the past year. And we'll have another 1500 two grand to go to the fish when they get let out in the, the pens in like July. So that it'll be a bump start to the fish coming next year. Uh, it's kind of what we did last year, but it seemed to work out pretty good. So, uh, on that note, Joel, have you got any word uh, on when the stockings are going to be this year? No. Yeah. Uh, it's usually know, like June, right? Yeah, it normally starts about the second week of June, and it runs through. It can be up to like the middle of July. Uh, some of the places depending on how the fish are doing, the weather, all that. Um, Nick uh, Yarosevich, I believe, he's the manager now. He's actually coming to the next meeting. So that's going to be one of the questions, you know, if he has a rough schedule or if even when Jared was, was around, it basically we didn't hear much to like the beginning of June as far as what they had planned. So, uh but yeah, the stocking can be anywhere from like the second week of June to like not quite the middle of July, but somewhere in there, just depending on how the fish are doing. So the longer they're in the hatchery, the better because they're bigger. But you get into when the water temps warm up and stuff like that, there's a little more stress added. So it's a, a double, double edged sword, but, uh, you definitely get bigger fish the longer they're there. So right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's a that's a cool update. I I was curious about the minnows. So, well, awesome. You know, we. I guess you know this is probably a good time to start thinking about wrapping it up here. You, Donnie, Owen, do you guys have any more questions for the bottom bouncers? <laughs> yeah, I got to get my date on the books that's all i gotta i gotta figure that out i gotta get out there for 2023 you need to get a date with all you guys and then we can have our own little contest yeah i i gotta find my way onto jesse's boat i haven't made it on jesse's boat yet so i might have to do that this year no offense doug oh no none taken believe me <laughs> we're a team we're family just like you get well, i tell you what what i would like to do and i, I want to tell ryan earlier and Jesse, uh, we we'd like to get get you guys the whole group, you guys the whole group out the camp. Hopefully, it'd be nice if we could do it sometime in May. That way, you know, late May, middle May, at, right after the tournament, before the tournament, whatever. We all get out and party at the camp and go fish. I I called Doug for the tournament. Doug or Jesse for the tournament. Uh, we yeah, we'll do a tournament fish. weekend. I'll fish with Jesse. You yeah. probably won't even yeah. fish the tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We may well, we may. I doubt it, but uh like I said, you guys want to come and fish and party and 
Hell week, yeah. Hey, even the week of the tournament, you guys repping for the tournament. You might not feel that great for the second day, but yeah, I mean, you guys can come and crash at the fun house. We'll I'll be up there. Sit, sit up and just watch Joel sing karaoke till four in the morning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you yeah. can sleep you can sleep in your truck or you can sleep on a nice comfortable bed after getting obliviated and singing all night. I mean Yeah. Right. It's a no brainer. And you get to eat like a king. Or singing like all night your... or or rapping all night. Or yeah. rapping all night. He says. Oh, and yeah. then will be the rappers for the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that... Or yeah. Ryan, if he brings the Amish Paradise back. I like to... I got a that was a one time and one time only. Blast. I like now... to do the Sir Mix a lot. Okay, yeah, so yeah, here's 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 the real question. Could I possibly Uber from camp to my place? A Canada. Oof, that's you don't need probably to. Be tough. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to. Well, you, I mean, I have kids, going, so like, so honestly, so no. Yeah. What I mean is, like, I could, I could, like, you know, we could hang out and I could party, you know, in it. But then I could also get. Listen, now your kids no, are not going to want to see up, you. you. Just drive right. the car. Listen, you Maybe drive it's a, a pipe dream, mom. boys. Maybe it's a pipe dream. It, that ain't you know? gonna happen up there, man. Here's you the got thing. a better chance. Here's all you gotta do. You drive over with your boat. If you want to bring your boat, you drive over with your boat. We got parking places. You party all night. Whenever you wake up and decide you want to get up, you drive a quarter mile to Snowgrass Boat Launch and you put your boat in. See, that's exactly it. You need to not think about your kids at all this weekend. Just go fishing. That's what he's telling you. Your kids are just throwing the fact that you don't really have a boat to take like to there. Like that's probably works out better. You just you got to just make it. Yeah, just pay Doug. I'll just no. You don't pay. No, we'll just go out. If you do it in May, if you do it in like May, sometime you just come out and we all go fish together and. I don't. Or, or, no or we could do we could do September. Yeah. September. Oh, I like September. I like I like September a lot. Yeah. And you can see Jordan, especially is, because no September balance. is like one of my favorite times to be at my cabin. Ooh, that's juicy. Ooh, that's a sexy DK right there. By uh, by d- September, my new no balance will be completely broken in. There you They'll go. Be ready to go. Ready. All right. Firing on. He doesn't all even have them yet, and he's already. All all right. Well, this be, this uh, is this in. is one hundred percent going to happen. Yes. Like I'm. Yes. I'm. We would love to have you guys. Gonna come over. We're gonna fish. Action. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna party with Joel. We're gonna do some karaoke. Um, shit might get sketchy. You never yes. know. Mike, I'll tell you right now, I'm taking <laughs> me, you guys can do what you want. Me and Swink's going down to the fucking bar. Welcome in. <laughs> welcome it's in. It's gonna get real sketchy. <laughs> now, How the hell did I get Swinky, smoked into Swinky, this? Swinky, Swinky's ta- uh, I figured you'll be all being taken under, under Uncle Doug's wing. <laughs> I don't know what you're all, talking about, Doug. You'll be all smoked up, Swink. So I figure you'll be the easiest person to get to go. Yeah, you, you're probably not wrong. In. You'll walk into the welcome in and fishing PA with Ryan Reed will be playing on the TV at the bar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do they watch that there? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. They were happy to meet the Ryan. Local celeb. I walked in there and it, what's the guy's name, the owner? Glenn. 
Oh, yeah. for, he, he, he said was the like, drinks are on me, Ryan yeah, Reed. No, he definitely did not <laughs> do that. PA with Ryan Reed. Definitely did not do that, but it was very awkward watching myself on TV at the bar. <laughs> oh, boys, we we appreciate the, the, the banging, what was it? Bottom, yeah, bottom bouncers. The bottom bouncing boys. <laughs> the banging bottom, soggy bottom bouncing boys. <laughs> that reminded us of the soggy bottom boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get that oh. too. Well, we appreciate yeah. you guys coming on to give us an update and just kind of BS tonight. So we appreciate your time. Jesse, no sorry problem. we kept you sorry we kept you up all night. It's a schoolmate. Yeah. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys and we hope to, honestly honestly we gotta make we have to make it happen you guys get out and if with us if not the president will probably kick you guys out of the club all right so <laughs> all right so last last question before we before we check out if someone's saying okay i want to book a trip with the 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 banging bottom boys where do i like where do i expect to get picked up are you on the northern end of the lake or southern end all depends on the time of year, but I would say eighty percent of the time, southern end of the lake. Okay. Probably ninety gotcha. percent of the time. Fight, Unless the wind is goofy. We and, tell them usually the day before, you know, like we'll message them and say, "Yeah, hey, meet us at Snodgrass, meet us at Jamestown, meet us at Manning, meet us." You know, we kind of just I always let them know whenever you know they book that you know I'll be in contact with you, you know within a day before the trip to let you know exactly where I'll send them a pin straight to the ramp. You know, it's never really been an issue. Well, nine, nine times out of 10, it's going to be small grass. Boat yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quarter mile from that, there. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I was wondering because I mean, obviously our, our listeners are probably looking at a, a map of Pyme and being like, where are we, you know, so that gives them an idea of, of where to think. So awesome, man. You guys have been, incredibly generous with your time here tonight and uh i've had a blast i know i know donnie and ryan have had a blast always. i have a feeling you guys have had fun but i don't know oh, yeah. yes sir <laughs> always yeah it's right, a good boys. time guys i'm looking forward to getting out with you guys this year yes, sir. we'll see you out there good luck all right Thanks, boys guys. go get them i had to shake them on my last case big o don't play o don't